you are at the pub with someone you went to school with. He is called Gareth. You haven't seen him in six years. You're not entirely sure you were ever actually friends. He asks you how you've been. You say, Yeah, I've uh, been working on myself recently. He says that's great. Gareth doesn't drink. Sober for five years. He just did a marathon. He's getting married. He has two dogs. He looks really, really healthy. You get up and go to the toilets. You have a cry. Then you do 12 shots of Sambuca at the bar and get chucked out after repeatedly asking the bartender for her number. It was you that asked if Gareth wanted to go for a pint. You stumble home without saying goodbye to him. Many would call this the opposite of working on yourself. You wake up at 4am, sweating, mouth wide open, your foot somehow nestled in a bag of chips you got after the pub. You spend three hours watching US late-night talk show clips on YouTube. Celebrities with white teeth and relatable stories about being almost human. And that's when, right, Helen Mirren says to me, she says, do you want a burger? Helen Mirren? I know, right? Helen Mirren, a burger. I just don't believe you. Isn't that fucking insane? (laughs) (laughs) You think these videos are detrimental to society. In fact, you frequently say to people that these pre-rehearsed bits are making us value the artist more than the art, you know? Of course, that then raises the question as to whether artists still exist, you know? Uh, Is the phrase now just redundant? Might it be more accurate to simply call these people content creators? Or maybe they are the content themselves. You still watch these talk show clips a lot, and you laugh. You always feel tired. You don't exercise. You hate meeting new people. You think no one at the office likes you. Carol obviously hates you. You picture yourself from a bird's eye view, collapsed on your bed, breathing heavily, your foot covered in ketchup from the chips. You are staring at your laptop as its battery slowly dies. 5%, 4%. All our batteries are slowly running out, aren't they, you think? Maybe you should work on yourself. In that space, with the cold apocalyptic glow of YouTube lighting up your face, you Google how to be happy. You click on the first link, an article from the Times, 10 things to do every day to become a happier you, written by the author of Happier in 30 Days. You'd like to be a happier you, a fuller you, a more you-you, a more independent you, a more healthy you, a you more you than you that was previously you, the ultimate you in the digital age of you-ness. These are the ten things you should do. Exercise. Smile. Get lots of sleep. Eat well. Breathe, drink lots of water, keep a journal, 
Compliment people. Acknowledge when you are unhappy. Meditate. These are the things you will do to be happy. Because you are now actively trying to be happy. The list is your saviour, your salvation. Some of these things you think you can do. Breathing. Yeah, you're good at that. Don't even have to think about that one. You've been nailing breathing for years. You will become happy using these methods, these rules to live by. And you will keep to them religiously until you are objectively happy. You get eight hours sleep the next night. Or at least, you get out of bed after eight. You actually sleep for six hours and spend two hours on your phone. You read an article about how technology is killing democracy. You get dressed, eat cereal with milk that is possibly off. You go to one of those inner city gyms with a smell that gives you headaches. <laughs> you struggle into work, bleary eyed and aching. You clack at your keyboard. You have a salad for lunch. You hunch over your desk, chewing on leaves, three cherry tomatoes and a bit of salmon. You remember reading somewhere about how farm salmon are fed dyed food pellets to make them pink. And there is a problem with sea lice in fish farms that results in, effectively, the salmon being eaten alive. You feel a bit like the salmon. You have one of those expensive ginger shot things afterwards. You compliment someone. Hi, I like you. Oh, okay. They don't hear you. You drink 3.7 litres of water over the course of the day. You acknowledge when you are unhappy. In fact, that is the thing you do the most consistently. Walk, bus, walk, home. You sit on the uncomfortable carpet and you try to meditate. Breathing in deeply, breathing out. Then you realise that you haven't vacuumed for a while and the carpet is making your dust allergy play up. There are only 10 things that you have to do to be happy. 30 days. You smile. You exercise. You get 8 hours sleep. You breathe. You drink 3.7 litres of water a day. You eat salads with bits of salmon and imagine the salmon being eaten alive. Morning. Oh, did you have a late one? Carol asks at the office. God, she really hates you, doesn't she? You walk away, chugging your water. Weekends are the hardest. In that shell, sounds of ambulances ricocheting off the walls, peeling wallpaper, the dead, neglected succulent on your shelf. Since when did you have to water succulents? You spend Saturday in your bed, meditating, drinking water, sleeping, exercising, sort of, breathing, eating muesli for breakfast, a single banana for lunch, salad for dinner. You smile at yourself in the mirror. Well, you would define it as a smile. You walk to the shop for milk, wearing flip-flops and your dressing gown through pouring rain. Realising you have not complimented anyone since Friday, you run up to the counter with a litre of milk and shout at the woman at the till that she is very pretty. She is absolutely terrified and nearly jumps out of her skin. Her male colleague comes over to ask if everything is okay. You run. It is bitterly cold outside. You lose a flip-flop in a drain. 
You are waiting for that rigid structure of the work week, that boring, horrible, suffocating hug of the office. At least you can recognise that prison. Without structure, you are finding it hard to navigate the ten things you should be doing to be happy. In your journal you write, Be kind to yourself, you piece of shit. Oh, we're going bowling at the weekend. Why does she hate you? Do you want to come bowling? She says it like it is a task. Like you will inevitably say no. Classic assuming, Carol. You say no because it sounds crap and you are busy anyway. You are busy working on yourself. The salmon, the water, breathing. Seven days, 14 days, smiling, breathing. 21 days, not long now, writing in your journal. 28 days, a spin class. You do a spin class and now you can't feel your legs and the bus back is delayed. You eat yoghurt for dinner that is definitely off and then... You have reached the dark side of the moon. 35 days. Here we are. El Dorado. Jerusalem. Land of milk and honey. You go to work. You've done it. Have that, Carol, you think. Sit on that. You fold yourself into the office chair. Feel the one wobbly wheel coffee stain on the desk, air feels dry, poisonous. But now, you are objectively happier. Carol puts a hand on your shoulder, asks how you are. She's a bit stressed, bit of a mad weekend really, bit too much on really, had a not very good date. She asks if you are okay again. You say, I have been busy working on myself, really busy doing that. You are in uncharted territory now, 42 days. You keep to your list of things to do every day because now you believe that if you stop, you might just die, you might just cease existing. So you start chugging more water, five litres a day. You exercise more, spending four hours on a treadmill a day. You are sweating, sweating so much. You get an email while you're on the treadmill. It is from your manager. You are running, eating a whole raw salmon like a caveman. Just wondering why you weren't in today, it says. You have been on the treadmill all day shouting compliments at people, drinking an entire water cooler, journaling while standing up, smiling, breathing. You have stopped acknowledging when you are unhappy. You haven't got the time. This is it now. This is what you do. This is all you do. Everything else is a distraction, an unwanted distraction. If you are to commit, you must fully commit. So, you retreat home, you buy a treadmill, you put it in your room, you bulk order ten tons of tinned salmon, you throw away your phone and laptop, you delete every single social media account, you burn all your clothes and throw yourself into being happy. Voicemails rack up somewhere, you barricade yourself in, 
you do nothing but attempt to be happy. Your flatmates leave. They find you a bad flatmate. You meditate at one time for 23 hours. You run 300 miles in a week. Drink 56 litres of water in five days. Eviction notices slide under the door. You forget your birthday. You miss Christmas. You lose track of time. The world moves around you. 200 days. You are blank, determined. You smell awful. 500 days. A thousand days. You order 50 tons of smoked salmon. 5,000 days. A massive global financial collapse happens beyond your front door. 10,000 days. An earthquake. Your block of flats is reduced to rubble. But you are unmoved, still running, still chugging water. 20,000 days. You are impossible. You haven't visibly aged a single day. 30,000 days. The world is changing. The city is not safe anymore. Rising temperatures, global warming, smog. There is an evacuation on a mass scale, but you will not leave. 50,000 days. Everyone you knew is long dead. 80,000 days. Wars, bloodshed, the country decimated by fighting. You are in the middle of a war-stricken wasteland with near-equator temperatures. You drink from the river. You are running on your treadmill, still smiling, shouting compliments at the isolated tribes of impoverished people now roaming the landscape. 500,000 days. All the progress of humanity has been sabotaged. Industry, science, technology, culture, everything has broken down. Humankind has been thrust back into the dark ages. Nothing exists beyond what is now. And yet you, you are constantly you are the only connection to what once was. One million days. You have become a god to the people of the new world. They look nothing like the humans of old. They stand around you, praying, chanting. They build a temple around you. They redirect the rivers to you so you can drink constantly, always drinking. You eat healthy, devouring the carcasses of animals gifted to you. They sacrifice themselves to you, hoping to become closer to whatever is beyond. You consume them. They are fuel. Two million days. You are as constant as time itself. When the rivers run dry, you begin drinking from the sea. Oceans. You drain the oceans. You breathe and breathe and breathe, sucking out oxygen from the atmosphere. You consume whole fields of grass. The entire salmon population of North America. Three trillion, two hundred eighty-five billion and one days. The last day of Earth. All life is gone. But you. You, you have become something more than organic matter. You are energy. You are light. You are an impossible thing. You have broken free from the shackles of existence, released from your prison of flesh and blood. The sun expands, scorches earth, ignites it, every single atom. All that was, all that ever will be of humankind, gone. And you feel nothing, because you are happy. 
in the vast expanse of space, drifting eternally, you hear the disembodied voice of something ancient and powerful. Are you in there? It's Carol. Just wanted to check if you're okay, really. I know we don't really talk to each other very often. Um, I think maybe you think I'm a bit intense or something. Uh, but you left work pretty suddenly, and well, you know, I know you like to keep yourself to yourself, but it didn't seem great. Um, and it just felt wrong not to say anything, you know. They all said, oh, that's what he's like. But I'm just here to ask if you're okay, you know, because. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you know, uh, you don't have to carry on yourself. Um, listen, I'll be in the kitchen for a bit. Your front door is open, by the way. Carol, you say. Yeah. She says. I just want to be happy. Thank you.